Hello, hello. Just gonna add in Caleb. Hello, hello, and welcome to She Is Talking. This is the fifth episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV. There you can find a new episode every week. There will be guests and we'll be discussing topics such as confident self-love journeys and how to become the best version of yourself because you got it. You have everything you need inside of you to succeed. Go get it. You are in control of your life. Go after your dreams. It is time to shake your beauty. All right, she is talking. We'll be raising money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and the Barbara Bush Children's Hospital in Portland, Maine, to be specific. And I am posting the comment now. And I have linked my Venmo below. And any donations make a difference, please caption your Venmo transaction, CMNH. I will be sharing all donations on my story as a form of a little thank you. And this is Caleb. This week's episode, we'll be talking with Caleb Hearn. Caleb is a talented songwriter, singer and songwriter, with over 500,000 monthly listeners. He's from North Carolina and started out as a SoundCloud rapper. In October, Caleb went viral on TikTok. You might know him from his hit songs, Always Be, and Brown Eyes and Brown Hair. Caleb has charted on Apple Music, which is extremely impressive. His music is so well written and so powerful. He has performed in LA and was published in the Rolling Stones magazine. And through hard work and dedication, Caleb is truly making his dream a reality. So, hey, Caleb. What is up? Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Caleb Byrne, as you said. Um, <laughs> I just recently turned 21 years old, and I am pursuing a full-time career in music. And I, I guess like six months ago is kind of when that all fell into place, when um, Always Be kind of took off, and you guys started supporting me for some reason. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> we're here now. And um, I'm super grateful, super blessed to be here. And yeah, that's a little bit, that's kind of my rundown. Awesome. Well, today we're going to be talking about three pillars of conversation, as always on She Is Talking. So our three pillars of conversation today will be purpose, inspiration, and drive. So let's get right into it. How did you get into music? What got you inspired? Yeah, so um, I started writing music as a kid, um, probably like 12, 13 years old. Um, kind of had some a few things happen in life that were just kind of, I guess, reasons to go write a song <laughs> I guess is the word for it so just a few things that you know happen in a lot of a lot of kids lives that you know can be influential and um, kind of like a good way to cope with it was going outside and, and grabbing a guitar and starting to write and yeah so that's kind of what sparked the interest I had always been a writer more than a singer or more than a producer more than anything really um, and I guess I, I would say I'm still that way but it was when I got a guitar that kind of sparked the, the idea of, hey, I can make a song out of this. You know, it's not just like a words on paper. Right. And yeah, so I was like 13 and I recorded a couple of demos with my uncle who had like a little setup and I remember playing them back and I'm like, wow, it's terrible. But, you know, I'm 13. So maybe <laughs> maybe this gets better, you know. So I really started working hard on it growing, uh, growing up 13, 14, 15. And, and then high school kind of came around and I kind of put it down, to be honest. I got involved with a lot of sports and, you know, just friends and that kind of thing and just started living life and realized that, you know, music probably wasn't going to be it. And, you know, when I did put that down, there was something inside of me that was like, you're missing something, you know, and I never knew what it was. I thought, you know, I couldn't be that. I wasn't that attached to it. But um, when I kind of, toward the end of high school, I met a friend who was into it as well in high school and we started, you know, revamping everything. And that's where the rap came from, which I had never done before. Okay. But we started rapping and it was kind of a joke, but we both had this mentality of like, we both want to do this some somehow, some way, even though it's a joke now, like we want to do this. And when I graduated high school, um, I got a full-time job, but then I really started working on TikTok and Instagram and just posting like everything that I can think of um, on social media, just to share with the world, like what I'm doing. And um, a lot of countless nights that, zero views or whatever 
happened and I was just like, man, what do I do? You know, so I, but I kept working and just kept writing more than anything, just trying to get better. And it was December of, I guess, 2020 is kind of when I found the sound that I'm, I'm in now. It's like that, uh, the singer songwriter, um, genre, which is ironic that I found that because that's what I was doing when I was 13. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it, came, it, it came full circle. <laughs> right. Right. So, and I was like, when I, when I made that song, you know, it obviously blew up. So it's easy to say, oh, that's it. But like, for me, it really was it. Cause I was like, this was me from the start. And, you know, uh, when I came back full circle, I was like, this is, this is hundred percent me. And yeah, ever since then, it's just been writing and writing and releasing and engaging with all of you that is supporting. And it's, it's great. Uh, I, life is insane. It's awesome. Yeah, that's an incredible light bulb moment to kind of have that realization. Hey, this is what I want to do. This is it. And to find that passion, especially so young, is so incredible. And so since you found that passion so young, what do you want to do with your music career? I know everything's still growing and obviously... <clears throat> It's growing exponentially, but what do you want to do? Yeah, so to me, it's not like a, a light, like a long-term goal that I have in mind or this like five-year plan, 10-year plan, whatever. It's not even that. Like I obviously have those goals, but for me, it's like what I want out of my music career is to continue, hopefully on a larger scale, but like continue, as long as I'm continuing making people smile and changing lives of others with music then to me, I'm, I'm still succeeding. So for me, the moment that I'm not doing that anymore, that's when I would reevaluate and be like, Hey, this is why I'm doing it. You know, it's not for the money. It's not for, you know, the popularity or whatever. I honestly don't do good. Don't do well with popularity. I have stage fright. I'm not a good talker. Like that's not what I'm in it for. Trust me, because I'm not good at it. So for me, <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate it. I'm getting better. I'm taking some classes down the street. I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> no, seriously, like, for me, it's it's so much of reading those comments in the DMs that are like, hey, you know, my mom's battling cancer, this something happening in my life. And, you know, this song changed it for me. Like this song was therapy for me. And when I see that, it's like, that's when it comes full circle for real. And I'm like, you know what, this is that 13 year old kid writing music on a guitar. And this is what I wanted then and what I want now. So that's that's what I want out of out of a music career, basically. I adore that. So you would say that is your favorite part of music is really just connecting with your audience. I mean, on TikTok, yeah. that is kind of what got you going is your comments and yeah. you would write songs based on your comments. Which one do you, which song do you believe is your favorite song that you've written based off of a comment? Cause I know you have a bunch of little yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. So most people would think it's brown eyes, brown hair. Um, I love that song to death. It's one of my favorites by far. But off of a comment, um, I really love Silhouette. And it's just, I think the, I think really the reason I love that song so much is the comment kind of created the first verse and then I went from there. But that first verse was so specific to that comment, but also so detailed. And the person that made that comment, shout out to them because it was an incredible comment. It was like already so detailed and I was like, I can really run with this. But um, yeah, that first verse is just so like descriptive. And when I listen to it back, I'm just like in this spot, like in this space of time that I'm like, it's so relatable. And um, yeah, I just love like specific lyrics like that. And I think that's why that song stands out to me. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the song that I love the most is the song that's coming out. Um, best part of me. So uh, that song comes out next Friday and that's some semi off a comment. Like I started writing it and then there was a comment about it and then kind of ran with it. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's all off a comment, but it's very close to it and it's my favorite song. So yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to fully hear that one. Everyone, if you didn't hear it, it's coming out. What you said Friday, right? Uh, not this Friday. Next, next, next. Friday. the 27th, 27th. The 27th. So make sure you look out for that. Don't miss it. Um, the music business is so tough. And everyone knows that whenever you hear about music, you always hear, well, no one ever makes it. The music business is terrible. So how do you stay true to yourself? Because there's always people that are going to tell you what they want from you. There's going to be yeah. people that tell you, you need to be fitting what the public wants from you. And yeah. you say yourself that you love it for the passion that you have. So how do you stay true to that? Yeah. Um, for me, like, obviously, I'm, you know, not on the scale of Justin Bieber, like people like that, that really have to struggle with this. And I don't know how they do it. 
But um, from just a little exposure that I have had in the spurts of time, like December when Always Be did well, brown eyes, brown hair, a couple months later, like during those spurts when, you know, people were messaging me and things were ramping up and people were wanting to talk business, that kind of thing. And, and my head's filled with that stuff. You know, it's easy to get, you know, a little, I guess, confident, overconfident, um, that kind of thing. And to me, it was like going back home was kind of the thing. Um, talking with your friends, the people that keep you grounded was what is uh, kind of kept me um, on track and, and that kind of thing. So, and like, yeah, the music industry is super tough. I've learned that firsthand. And for me, it's just been like, you know, every, not everyone, but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, seem to have your best interest but they don't you know it's whatever whatever their best interest is and they paint that picture to look like it's your best interest and to me like the best way to deal with that kind of stuff is just sit back and take your time like you're not in a rush like we live in a society where you can literally do whatever you want to do like if you want to be a singer you can take singing lessons and become a good singer and post a tiktok and be viral in a day like we live in a society that does that so the shot of that label or the shot of that manager help or whatever, it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Maybe in the seventies, if someone comes to talk to you, like you need to really be all about that. But right. in today's society, you have no limits. And to me, it's just like, you know, value yourself, value your time, value who you are when you look in the mirror, because when someone comes to you and says, Hey, I'm the head A and R at, you know, universal, whatever it is, stop looking at that and be like, and being like, that's the head of an I got to like, you know, whatever. It's not that it's like, he's a human being. I'm a human being. I'm doing well. He's doing well in his field. Look at as an equal, you know, and, and that, that helps me a lot with like not getting so overworked and, and played by people like that, you know? So um, just value yourself, value what you have to offer. And if that value is high, then you're not going to get played. Yeah. We talked a lot on this, on my page about confidence and, staying true to yourself and it's so true to look at other people as your equal you should never look at somebody as more deserving than you and that yeah. you are less than because if you look at yourself with that equality mindset you are going to put yourself in a better position like you said you're not going to be in a position where you're going to get played for a lack of a better term you know yeah and so absolutely it's so important to really value that part of yourself because it is so true that everyone brings something so special and specific to this world like you're in the singer songwriter genre, but you bring something specific to the singer songwriter genre that no other artist has. And clearly that's evident based on your followers and the music that people, like all the music that you, people are listening to coming from Absolutely. you. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that goes great into our next piece about inspiration. So what inspired you in really getting into music? I know you said that you got your guitar and that kind of, kick-started it but there had yeah. to have been a little bit of a push there yeah so it was a combination of a lot of things um for me you know like the, the moment that I guess I guess the way to answer that would be the moment that I was like this is it you know this is what I want to do and I think looking back looking back on it, it was even before always be it was um I had just dropped like my first album and it was semi-rap semi-everything stuff I'm not even doing now but it was just the whole mindset of we, I had no money. I don't know why I did it. I had zero money and my friends had zero money. And it was basically like, okay, album's coming out. Let's have like a kickback for us, you know, rent an Airbnb downtown Charlotte and listen to this, listen to the album all night long and just talk and have a great time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to dry my bank account by doing this, but let's do it. Why not? You know, why not? And we went out there and, that moment with the people that you love the most people that keep you grounded keep you who you are you know it's i have this group of friends that like support me like no other and those people like you know even they they like they're we're so close that they'll literally look at me and be like yo you got you got a big head bro Let's come back down you know <laughs> you know like and i'm like okay dude yeah you're so right you know what like that's that's the thing and i'm i'm so thankful for that because i can't forget who i am and for me it was like with those group of friends in that place listening to music that i had created and everyone loving it and just that was the moment I was just like I want to do this for the rest of my life like this is there's no other thing that I can do and be happy with it you know so um yeah that was kind of the moment that's really great and it's so true having those types of friends that are like 
keeping you in check. You're like, oh, okay, I I get (laughs) it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) So songwriting, you said you wrote your whole album before for the one for the Airbnb, and then obviously you are writing all of your songs. Now, how do you Mm -hmm. get inspired to write? Everyone's writing process is so different. Some people are get a little bit of inspiration and write it down on their phone and get right to it. Tell us a little bit about your process. Yeah, for me, um, I'm writing a ton anyway, because it's just like a hobby to me. Like, I love to do it. Like, I couldn't imagine not just writing all the time. But when I, I guess the way to answer that would be like, when I don't, when I'm not inspired, it's basically what I'll do is I'll just stop and I'll just walk away and let myself get inspired without trying to get inspired, if that makes sense. So like walk away and just go do something like go, go to like, go hiking, go mountain bike riding, whatever it is, like super scenic where I'm looking at beautiful things and just taking that fresh air in, taking the world in. And, you know, when I go do those things, you know, I realize like, this is great, but I also love writing (laughs) and I miss it. (laughs) I want to go back home now, but like I see these things and I'm just like, oh man, that's, that's a, that's a really cool scene, whatever. And oh wait, that's a lyric. And then write it down. And I'm dying to get home. If I'm with friends, I'm like, please take me home. Please take me home. Like I have this lyric idea. I don't want to lose it. Like that kind of thing. Even in the shower. It's just like, if you, if you have the mindset that you, if you love to write, it's not even a mindset. If you love it, if you love anything, then you're not going to escape it basically. So, you know, if you try to get away from something that you love, it's just not going to work. Like you're always going to be drawn back to that thing that you love so much. So for me, it's, I guess I'm lucky because I love it. So it's never, Oh, I'm not inspired right now. It's, it's like, okay, if I'm not inspired right now, I'm going to walk away and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have withdrawals in eight hours. You know, it's that kind of thing. So yeah. What's that? It's not a chore. Like, right. Never, like never. Yeah, never. It's, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. The only thing I would ever say is a chore to me is like, editing tiktok videos oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i hate it but yeah, i love no, making the tiktok brutal. <laughs> it is brutal it's like gosh i gotta slide this here like it's rough but yeah no um that's the only thing really and if that's my worst then i'm i'm pretty yeah, good then you're doing all right. yeah i think i'm doing all right yeah for sure hold on one second i gotta grab my charger <clears throat> and make sure my phone doesn't die all yeah right. you're good <laughs> your first hit song always be is absolutely so powerful can you tell us a little bit about the story behind it because i'm not sure everyone knows yeah um 100 so i uh kind of sat down one day and um to preface i had a best friend um going through high school well really elementary school middle school high school hung out all the time and basically i mean was my best friend at the time and for me you know there was one day where he was just like hey, you know, want to go hang out, that kind of thing. And I was working and um, come to find out he had had a really bad accident, um, like a hiking accident. And, you know, like 20 days later, he had passed away. And it was really tough to deal with that. Like it was unexpected. It was, it was, it was terrible. Like it was uh, still like struggle with it today. But for me, I was like, you know, the only way I'm going to be able to cope with this is if I write something about it. And for years, I mean, on three, going on three years, I was writing, almost every day trying to figure out how to write something in honor of, of him, you know? And it was so forced. And I was like, this isn't it. Like, this isn't working. Like it has to be perfect because, you know, it's honoring him and it's, right. it's, it's so important to me. So one day I just started writing and I wasn't writing about that. I wasn't trying to write about that. And I swear this is a true story. Like I was literally just writing whatever came to my mind and I got done with verse one and started court and started through the course. And I like, was like, wait, started reading back the lyrics and I was like, this is the one, like, this is what it's about. You know, I didn't even know I was just writing it. And, um, so I basically stopped where I was and put it on TikTok and told, and, and tried to bring some honor to the story and what happened. And basically just said, you know, this song is dedicated to my best friend who passed away and that kind of thing. And people just started relating it to their own lives, which I never saw coming, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, like that, that was another moment going back on it was that original TikTok video before the song was even done. And before I even knew I was going to release it was seeing how many people were being impacted by a song that I wrote for my best friend. And I was like, this is amazing. You know, like this is what he would have wanted too. you know, it's what he would want me to be impacting their lives as much as I am his or mine. And to me, it was started as just a therapeutic thing for myself. 
and ended in a therapeutic thing for over 7 million people. And I was like, wow, like that's insane. So I was super blessed with that moment. And at that moment I was, you know, that's kind of the story behind the song and yeah. That's the incredible piece about music is that it really does connect with everyone. Even when your lyrics are so specific to your own situation, somebody else can find it so specific to them. And I think that's so yeah. beautiful. And being able to connect with so many people on that such a personal level is 100%. so special to just music. Um, So going off of your first song being a hit on TikTok, which is incredible for you and honoring your best friend and just jump-starting your career. You had your first performance in LA, which is a, an incredible place to have a first performance, might I Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, wow. I talked a lot on my page about confidence. How do you stay confident on a stage where there are people looking at you and this is your first time really performing? <laughs> Don't ask me, number one, <laughs> don't ask me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I don't have as much experience on, in, on the stage as I would love to at this point um, because of COVID and everything. But, you know, I can only speak for that one night. And for me, that one night, it was, I came up there shaking and I left ready to do another set. And that was the thing for me. I was like, honestly, when I first, I, I will not lie, when I first got on stage and I looked at the crowd and I grabbed the microphone and the, the, the set started playing in my ear, I was like, I never want to make some music again. I'm done. <laughs> give me a day job right now. I work at Wendy's. Like, give me a day job. Because this, <laughs> this is not it. But I was like, I don't want to look at people. Give me a day job. Let me put my mask back on. Like, no. And... <laughs> I was like, I looked back at my drummer, looked at my guitarist, and just looked at them. They were like, you had the fear of God in your eyes. Like, that's what they say. <laughs> I was like, yes, I did. And they basically just gave me a little head nod. and was just like, dude, you got this, man. This is you. And, uh, and for me, it was like, and one little cool side piece. This is just a really cool story. But um, going off of that is right, right before the set started, um, in my earpiece, they basically, there's like, you ever seen the artists wear earpieces when they sing? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's keeping them on time. So because the speakers are out here and you might get behind the crowds, like right, what's going on, and what that kind of thing. And um, so this guy, the drummer who was headed all that up, he set that whole setup. He could put whatever he wanted in my ear. Mm -hmm. But right then it was like the metronome and the guitar and the piano and that kind of stuff. But right before the metronome even started for the first song, it was a voicemail from my dad back home. And it was basically like, hey, buddy, you know, you got this, man. Gave me like a really cheesy joke that he always does. And that was like, man, okay, let's get this. You know, like, like I heard his voice and I was like, I'm back home, you know, I'm back home. And it brought me back to that grounded stage. And I was like, this is still that 13-year-old kid, whatever. And let's get it. So, yeah, by the end of the set, I was like, let's do it again. This is where I belong. And I was super, I was super pumped. But I will You're say like, that. like, encore, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we got one more. Caleb, we don't have one more. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. And I guess the way to stay confident up there is just be yourself. And just, like, you know, when you look at the crowd, just, again, like I said earlier, just, like, look at them as equals. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they came to see you. I mean, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they came to see you, then like, what are you worrying about? You know? Right. So, yeah. At the end of the day, even if you suck, they still came and saw you and they're just really happy to even be, even be there basically. So that's, what's the biggest like blessing, I guess, is like, these people came to see you. What's the, you know, what are you fretting over? You know? Right. I've heard this quote. I'm going to butcher it. I'm terrible with the specifics of these, but basically it's, you would you rather be loved for somebody you aren't or be hated for the person that you are it's it that's butchering it but basically yeah. what it's saying is to be truly who you are because you the people that are going to love you for who you are are those are the people that you want in your life and going out there and showing people who what your music is and who you are there are going to be so many people that love that part of you and you shouldn't be changing that for anyone else and it's so evident that yeah. you have million people that love exactly what you are doing and who you are. And Absolutely. I think that goes into the next part about drive and staying motivated in this music business climate. It's, again, very hard work. So how do you stay motivated? 
Yeah. So it kind of goes with what I was talking about a little bit earlier, but for me, I did go through a phase where I was like, you know, making TikTok content every day, posting every day, writing songs with producers, signing contracts, that, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And not going to lie, I got burned out. I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm like, what, this isn't even fun anymore. I was like, what is going on? Like, and I kind of checked myself, looked in the mirror and was like, Caleb, it's your fault. Like you're letting this become a business only and not your passion. You know, I think, I think you should look at your brand. Like, you know, even your, even your podcast, like look at your, look at yourself as a brand. You are a brand, you are a company, you are a business. That's so important. But at the same time, like, why are you a business? Because this is something that you believe in and you're passionate about it. And I had let that passion go for a little bit. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to call all my friends. We're going to come back in here. No stress. And we're going to make whatever music we want. We're just going to sit in here and make whatever we want, just like the old times, basically. And I got away from that. And ever since then, it was like March where I was super busy. Ever since then, I've one or once or twice a week, I've had all my friends over the same way I did when I was 15 years old, the same way. And we've all sat in here and just made music and talked about life. And to me, that was the biggest thing because it, it helped me keep my passion alive for it. Because right. I was like, this is what I love more than anything. The contracts, no. The, you know, whatever, the, <laughs> the, the marketing, all that, no. But, like, this is where I want to be. And that helped, so, helped me so much stay driven. Like, I look forward to those days. Like, okay, I, I got to do this content Monday, Tuesday, whatever. But I get to make music on Wednesday. I get to make music on Wednesday. And that's the big thing. So, yeah, that was, that's, that was so huge for me. Yeah, having that motivation with those goals set, but pretty, it sounds like they're pretty loosely set goals so that you can stay in that passionate mindset. Yeah, and absolutely. So can you give us a little bit about your routine? Like, what is your day-to-day -day life as a musician and trying to yeah. get it full time? Yeah, so I wake up, I eat um, four omelets, and then I go drink a protein shake. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna do like the TikTok trend. Have you seen the Have you seen the TikTok trend where they do it in front of like their parents for like an interview and they're like, "Yeah, so I wake up with a seven mile jog. I go hit the sauna. I stretch. I do my I yoga routine. For Forty hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's not me. Um, I do try to go to the gym in the morning, so that is one thing. So I wake up, I uh, go to the gym, so make kind of make myself feel better through the day. Um, go to the gym, get me some breakfast, or if not, I just wait till lunch. I get home, take a shower, and then I just come down here. I come in the studio, and I start just like basically I have this whiteboard up here, and I um, I start writing down stuff that I want to get done for the week, and I think that's huge. Setting goals is huge. Yes. Like setting short term short term goals is huge because mm -hmm. setting long term is great to have in the back of your mind, but like it can overwhelm you. So setting the short term goals is huge, and I sit there and do that for the week. And then I just start working on anything unfinished. Um, once I get all that done, um, I kind of take me a little break, come back. And once I come back, I start um, working on new stuff. So basically, like, once I – basically, I try to really work hard from 10 a.m. to, like, 1. Take a little break and come back, and then it's fun because it's, like, everything's done. Everything's caught up. You know, any contract I need to sign or – or song I need to finish and send over for mastering is done. And then I can literally spend the next four hours just making new songs. And that's what's fun. That's what's fun, starting from scratch and writing. And for me, like, I love it so much. It's just like, I never work. Like, I don't have a job. Like, people ask me, do you have a job? And I say, no. And they're like, <laughs> they look at me and I'm like, oh, I'm such a troubled kid. And I don't even tell them. I just let them, I let them believe that because I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, that's You're fine. Like, little do you know. Yeah, little do you know. Yeah, yeah, little do you know. I work, I work super hard, but it's not a job to me. So, like, I really don't work super hard. I just play really hard. So, right. Yeah, yeah, so. That is incredible. I absolutely love that schedule. I'm really setting those times out so that you don't get burnt out because I find that it can be so easy to be burnt out, especially in the artistic aspect of things, because trying yeah. to be creative is people don't give artists enough credit for the creativity that they bring to the table because it takes a lot of work. It takes a ton, like a ton, like coming up with ideas and song, like coming up with a song concept, like that's the hardest thing I can put out. Like that is so hard. Like I, 
I can't think like it's it's I think it's up there with like looking over a legal document as a lawyer like <laughs> if someone asked me like come up with a million dollar song concept and I'm like, uh, hey, like I don't know like, like that takes me fun. forever <laughs> yeah it's like having to come up with like this genius like basically it's like coming up with a plot for a movie right? it's like that's what it is like here's what the song is about and like that's super hard so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I know, it's as tough. I know, a songwriter as well, it's so difficult to be in those positions where you're just kind of trying to think of something and you just yeah. keep hitting a wall and everything kind of starts to sound the same. Yep, 100%. Yep, and then you have to reevaluate and be like, all right, how do I make that special? How do I make this unique and different? And that's what, that's what, um, that's the big test of like becoming a seasoned song- songwriter, basically, which I'm not, but like more so just like really thinking of new stuff and things that are different and how to put a twist on that that makes it not like every Olivia Rodrigo song or every Taylor Swift <laughs> song like thinking of okay you want to write about a breakup that's the most common thing in the world yes. but how do you make a breakup song so different and like you see that with driver's license like driver's license is one of the best breakup songs of all time and it's because it's from the perspective of something you've never ever thought about before like right it's, it's so yeah. specific that you have felt that but nobody could put it into words right right and that's what makes olivia probably one of the better songwriters in our industry right now so like it's it's insane it really is insane so yeah it's tough <laughs> it's hard <laughs> yeah can you tell us a little bit about some business business tactics because you were recognized in new york post article about growth on tiktok and that is a big avenue for you to push your music. So tell us a little bit about your tactics in trying to grow your brand and your music. Yeah, so one thing that I want to do better of is, um, well, one thing that I do, uh, number one, is I engage back with my audience. So um, a lot of artists will just not respond to DMs and that kind of thing. And like even some people on this live, I've probably talked to, like I probably have. Um, at least, you know, responded to a DM, that kind of thing, just because like, not, like, I, I'm not better than you. Like, I'm the same. Like, I'm a human being, like, you're my friend, like, it's you're supporting me. And I, the least I can do is talk back, you know, like, to yeah. me, it's like, I get it when you're Justin Bieber, it's tough. Like, there's so many, but like, to me, I'm at the point where I can do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not that at that level. So like, when I can, I'm going to. And that's that has seemed to a lot of people tell me like, Oh, you can't, you know, you have to stay you know, celebrity type. I'm like, nah, dude, like, and I feel like it's helped me more than it's hurt me, like engaging back with people. They're like, I know this person. Like I look, I DM'd them like that kind of thing. (laughs) And that's helped so much, I think. So um, as far as growth and stuff, it's like my followers may not be growing as some, as, as like some people to that extent, but I can say that the followers I do have that are growing are, a bigger follower they're a better follower than yeah, some they other seem people. very dedicated right right yeah like i've developed this group of people that are all about it and i love it and, and i think it really is be- with them. yeah it's because like i literally know some of their names like i'm just like hey you know like um hey kaylee like she just said <laughs> yes you're the best i appreciate that yeah i've talked to her so like i'm like hey kaylee here my song's coming out so like that's that's the kind of stuff that like i try to do to um you know, stay, stay growing and and keep engaging with the audience. Right. And with engaging, I know with every social media platform, there's always going to be haters. So how do you block that out? How do you, again, stay true to yourself, stay in that (laughs) confident mindset and kind of say, screw you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as haters go, it's funny. I was talking to my friend today about it um, a little bit because we saw some video on YouTube of some girl that made a video, a song out of her hate comments. And he was like, you should do that. And I really thought about it. And surprisingly enough, I have, I've had hate comments before, but like, I don't have many. And it's not because I'm super, it's not like saying I'm really, really good. I just don't have hate comments. I think it really <laughs> is, goes back to that engagement thing mm-hmm. of like, people love to hate on people when they look at them and they see that they're like a level above them and they're like, Oh, he thinks he's all of that. So I'm going to hate on him. Right. But if you, if you portray yourself of no, man, I'm the same as you, like, I'm not trying to be above you. I'm not trying to 
I'm just giving you my music, love it or hate it. And I think that's why I've had less hate comments, honestly, because I've been humble enough to, to do that. And I was just kind of how I was raised and it just like stayed with me. So, but as far as the ones I do get, that's the real question. The ones I do get, um, the way to kind of, for me is I don't care. I just do not care. And I used to, that's the thing I used to, but I'm to the point now where it's like, I graduated high school and the stigma of, you know, your car breaking down in the parking lot or you having a stain on your shirt when you walk in, like that little stuff is gone. And to me now, like I'll walk, like I have a stain on my shirt right now and I really don't care. So like, for me, I'm just like, I don't care. And right. that's where it comes down to. It's so cliche, but like, that is really true. No, I'm I always talk about yeah. if you're living for other people's opinions, then you're not truly living for yourself. So yeah, no. really block it out. Right. Yeah. And people say block it out. And a lot of people are just like, but how? Like, <laughs> literally, that's it. Like, just don't care. And you get to the point where you just don't care about what other people think about, you know, you care for that person, you care about what you're like, what you're putting out, that kind of thing. But it's, it's, a, it's not a, I don't care F you type of thing. Right. It's not that, you know, but it's, it's literally just, I don't care about what you think about me. You can love me. You can hate me. It's that. It's that. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, if you have that mentality, most of the time they like you. <laughs> it's hard to hate that. It's like, it's yeah. like the whole concept of bullying the kid that bullies himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, how Just can you do that? It's like, deprecating jokes first. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, if, like, I make a TikTok video and I'm like, absolutely embarrassing myself but then my caption is like look at this stain on my shirt the guy's like typing look at his stain oh you already said it dang it i can't even say that <laughs> like, yeah it's the here. same yeah he's like diss me again bro like <laughs> nothing you can do like I, I it's that kind of thing <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah i think that's a great mindset to have and you have been talked about a lot on all media platforms about always be and that whole fiasco. Oh, and boy. <laughs> not a lot of people know about the little details about it or know about it in general. So can yeah. you tell us about that? Because I read in the Rolling Stones article that 94 Sounds has done this multiple times to many artists right as they get to that breaking point. So yeah, what happened, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's First off, it's sad. It's, like, really sad because... I, when I, when I kind of went through it myself, it wasn't just me going through it. I, there was so many people reaching out to me that I, I looked up to as artists themselves. And they were just like, Hey man, this happened to me. And it's just sad. Um, so basically I made this song for, um, my friend who passed away and, and it was doing really, really well. And it was kind of my first breakout song. And, and, you know, I was excited. I was pumped. Uh, I was getting my first emails from like record labels, that kind of thing. And it was an exciting moment. It was a moment that every artist dreams to be in at one point. And um, it was, I thought everything was falling in place. I really thought now knowing like when a record label emails you means really nothing. Like it's, it's not just like, yeah, at the time I was like, holy crap. I just got emailed by RCA. I am getting like, signed tomorrow. <laughs> like I am the next Justin Bieber, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what my mindset was. And I was like, then I thought about it. And then I realized it's not that. But yeah, I was in that moment and it was okay for me to be in that moment because that, that's what life's about, like those highs and lows. And it, it, uh, that was definitely a high. I was excited. And basically, you know, this guy does the same thing, emails me, hypes me up, like, hey, man, let's fly you out. And um, it, was, it was very intriguing, like the people that he said he had worked with, the people he said I could meet, like all this cool stuff. And I looked him up because I was a little sketched about it. But then I saw like it, he had numbers to back it up. And I was like, okay, this is legit. So I was about like, I was getting, probably getting close to saying yes. And I had not covered my, but like not covered my basis, I guess, because I had no idea about the business side of music. So I had like leased an instrumental off YouTube from a producer that I had DM'd. So we were already talking and he was like a smaller producer. That's one thing I made sure of smaller producer. So we were in the works of making like a deal because he was like, yo, songs taking off, bro. Like, Let's make, like, let's make a deal so, like, both of us, you know, get paid on it, number one, and then, like, have an agreement in stone, in contract. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, absolutely. So we're talking back and forth. No, no big, like, scary thing happening because, like, we've already chatted and we're cool with that, making just a under-the-table type deal. And this guy reaches out to him 
privately um, and says, yo, uh, I'm working with Caleb, basically, um, even though we're not. He was like, yo, I'm working with Caleb, and I just want to make sure, you know, we get the deal set. So I'm gonna, I'd like to, you know, just go ahead and purchase it all from you so you're not in this deal anymore. I just want to purchase it all for you. What would that take? Basically, he had a blank check. He was like, fill it in, and I will take care of this for Caleb now. Right. I was like, oh, like, okay. Well, inside of it yeah, yeah. He was like, the producer guy was like, oh, okay. Well, like, I was thinking I was going to be a part of the song, and I was like, that's what I wanted you to be. Cause you deserve it. You deserve like, what if the song takes the 70 million streams? Like you need, you want a percentage of that. And he was like, okay, well I really need rent. So I'm going to give you a blank. I'm going to sign the check, whatever. And he did. And then like that over, t uh, over a signature, the producer, the guy that made always be um, the piano um, was no longer an owner of any part of that. It was me and this random guy from New York. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, what's your name again? Like, I don't even know you. Like, why do you? And it was, again, it was kind of the thing, like, I get it. It's legal, what you did. Like, that's fine. But it's more so, like, ethical. To me, I was just like, dude, you've made, you did nothing, you have nothing to do with this song at all. But yet you own over 50% of it now, over 50%. And because the deal was all whack, like, the way it worked, like, he ended up owning more than, I own, like, 25% of that master recording of Always Be Original. Right. I owned the composition, the lyrics, that's it. And the melody of how it's sung. So I owned that. And basically I was like, you know what? I cannot work with this guy. Like he basically just kept saying like, oh yeah, we'll work together or whatever. Like basically just being a, arrogant, being really arrogant about it. And I was like, I just don't want to work with you. Like he was like, yeah, we'll talk to some labels together. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to say so in every label conversation. And I, what if I don't want to sign? Or what if I want to sign? You don't like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to work with you. Like you're holding you it over my, yeah. Yeah. Over my own song. Like it's the Taylor Swift situation basically. Um, and he was like, well, you really have no choice at this point because I own it. And I'm like, okay, let me just buy it from you for more. I said, even for more than what he paid for it. I was like, be nice enough to sell it to the artist, the owner of the song for even more. Like I even offered that and he was like, oh, that's not going to work. That kind of thing. Cause he saw the song taken off and he wanted to make his money. So I was just like, all right, man, you know what? I just ghosted him. I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna let the song take off, whatever, and come up with something else. So I, I got a lawyer involved and he was like, dude, this is the scum, the scummiest thing I've ever seen in the music industry. And he was like, you know what? You own the composition. Why don't you just remake it? And in my mind, I was like, no way. Like this song <laughs> start has, over. yeah, start over. And if the song doesn't do good, imagine taking a song down with a million streams. And I did. And that right there, I will tell you, if you've ever, if you've ever crapped your pants, that is the moment <laughs> you do. Because going on your private distributor and clicking the X and canceling a song with over a million streams on it, like it's a heart drop. It's like, that's what you worked for for so long and you're taking it down. I did it. I don't know how I must've been on strung up on cocaine or something, but I <laughs> freaking did it. And I was just like X cancel. And then I'm like, what did I just do? And no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just took that down and now like, it's over. My career's over. And then I was like, okay, time to remake it. So I just, I just plugged my ears, forgot about it. DMs coming in crazy for that next 24 hours. I'm like, where's the song? People just ticked off. Like you just took this song down. This was literally on my playlist. Like and the song was blowing up. It was doing like over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify a day and people were wanting it, like waiting for it. So for me, I was just like, block the noise. Give me 24 hours, block the noise, finish the song in a day redid it, finished it with, an, with another producer who we had already did. I realized did. it was a day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Or a day and a half, maybe we had agreed to the song. We had been talking about it prior though. We had getting things ready and then we just recorded it and finished it. And, um, we had already worked out a deal because he was like, let's just go and make the deal now. Um, and then we got the deal ready. And I'm not sure what happened there, but we're going to add Caleb back in. I think we just lost a little Wi-Fi. Nose off. I go to Franklin Pierce, and Franklin Pierce is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so I have, sometimes the Wi-Fi is a little spotty, so we're working on it. So I just added Caleb, and we're going to wait for him to come back in real quick. Let's see. He 
should be coming in any second now. We have been talking about all of his success in the music business. We've been talking about the highs and lows of the music business because it is so hard to be in that business because the culture can be extremely hard to take off and kind of stay true to yourself. So Caleb has been talking a lot about staying true to yourself and there we go. He's back. I'm, back. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I have no, no idea. worries. Um, I was just saying that sometimes I go to school at Franklin Pierce and it is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So the Wi-Fi can be a little yeah. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it's probably on my end. <laughs> yep. No, no, it's, it could be mine. I don't know. So yeah, just the audio went out randomly. So I was like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a little weird, but it's all good. We're good. <laughs> Yep. I yeah, we're back. This is a good time to talk about questions. So we're going to open it up now for any questions that anyone has for Caleb and what we've been talking about. I have some here that I posted on my story beforehand. So we'll be answering those first, but you can put them in the question box or you can comment them below and we will try to get to as many as possible. So Caleb, are you awesome. ready? Hope so. <laughs> Okay, so the first one is, is what do you think the best song that you've written is? Um, so I think the best song that is out that I that I love the most just overall is always be. Um, it's the song that I listen to the most, definitely. Um, but the one that lyrically written and just like overall, it's not out yet. But the song that I'm dropping next Friday, I'm and I'm not just saying that, like, I genuinely think that's my favorite song, 100%. So, oh, yeah. so we got so, we're hyping yeah. this one up. <laughs> I, I am. So if you don't like it, then I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you will. So, like, yeah, I, I really think it's the best one just because, like, I don't know, it's just the production around it, but then just the lyrical aspect and the idea of the concept and may or may not be having a music video. I don't know. But, oh. yeah, so it's it's cool. Yep. It's, the it's silhouette awesome. music video was so cool. That one was incredible. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. That's yeah, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be like even like I probably like, it's gonna be better than that one. Like this like quick little story for the people on here. This um this guy cold called me from Florida and was like, Hey man, I'm a videographer. I checked out his stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, this guy is insane. I'm thinking five thousand dollars maybe and he's like I want to just come up from Florida driving to North Carolina and film it for you, free of charge. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, um, you have a bed to stay. You have food, whatever you need. Let me know. Like, I got you. Uh, um, and like, yeah. the time, I'll be ready. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. And this this guy is just like, these ideas, like, so creative. And, yeah, it's it's been crazy. He's basically with me now. Uh, we, we, were shooting, we were shooting for it today, so – May or may not have a video. We'll see. So that's that's the goal. Well, everyone here, we just got some top secret information. Yeah, that's so that's unreleased. That's unreleased. No one knows but you guys. So yeah, be ready for that. Well, I feel blessed that that was low key announced. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. All right. The next question we have is, what do you consider to be your greatest achievement? It can be musical, I guess, or non-musical. Um. I guess if you're thinking, if you're thinking superficial, <laughs> if I'm thinking superficial, I think the greatest achievement was getting on Rolling Stone. I think for me, it was like, as a kid, I always looked at the magazines and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be on there one day, you know? And actually getting on that was my superficial accomplishment. I think like the one that's like materialistic, I guess. Well, but, um, your old picture in a magazine. Is yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that, that's cool. Um, but yeah, as far as like deep and like the real um, accomplishment, I would say just overall, like having one person, just one, um, and I guess it just changes but based on the scale of how many people, but um, just having that, just having one person like learn my song, to me, that was an amazing accomplishment. And like when I was in LA, like having two or three people in the crowd, like knowing every word like to me I was just like that is the craziest thing to me and yeah I mean that that's that's such a small thing I know but like that's yeah, the kind of stuff I live for that like that's what's crazy yeah I absolutely love that 
This one's kind of tough. Um, oh, no. <laughs> do you have second thoughts about making music? No, never. I ever. guess we're not tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so every once in a while, every once in a while, I get, I guess, down on myself or whatever, and things just seem to be, I guess, I don't know. It's just like in my head, basically, where I'm like, you know, maybe not that I don't like it. It's just maybe I'm gonna fail at this that's that's the mindset but i never doubt that music is what i want to do i only doubt every once in a while is if music is gonna be what i can do and yeah but as far as what i want to do i never have a doubt in my mind like there's not a thing on earth that i'd rather do than make music i would i used to think i wanted to be an nba athlete or a college basketball player or whatever but no it doesn't even hold a candle to to this for sure that is a great answer. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Um, that one's probably a little gosh. bit harder now that I think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, my dad's told me a lot of, a lot of like really things that have stuck with me. Um, and this one is, okay, this one's for for my hustlers, the people that, on this on this chat if you're not necessarily chasing i won't say chasing money chasing stability and chasing a good life in you know in our you know de democracy that we have here in america but like the whole mindset of you know if, if this might be your mindset this might not be um for me i kind of grew up with like work for what you have and you know own up to it and and work your tail off if you work your tail off this society is destined for you to do something and that's kind of how i grew up and there was something that he always said was like everyone always says you know just oh just work super super hard and you'll you know you'll make it or like just just stop like you know don't spend time with your family just work 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 and i was raised completely opposite to that and it was it's a very specific comment but i used it for the like my the whole scale of i'm getting to it the whole scale of my life and it was basically like um stop working for money so like basically stop punching a clock stop you know doing what you hate every day just to bring in the paycheck stop working for money and let the money work for you and basically that originates from like the I stock market that. it originally it's like the wolf of wall street that type of thing let your money grow that kind of thing but it was an overall concept for me to understand it was like start putting your money in places that's actually going to make you money instead of take a paycheck and go buy and go buy a car you know that kind of thing it was like invest in yourself keep investing yeah, in yourself exactly. and that's that's what's going to that's what's going to succeed at the end of the day like you don't need the night you don't need the fancy car right now you don't need that kind of stuff even though it's nice and i i splurge quite a bit but i try to keep that in the back of my head of spend the money where it counts and one day when you're 45 50 hopefully you can look up look back and be like hey Money, my money's literally my life. It's not just money, but it's like my life, my family. It's all being worked and paid for by work I did back then, not now, not anymore. Like I, I can, I can rest now because I did those little things then. So for me, that's just like a life lesson. It was like I guess a dad and son sit down life lesson. So I adore that. I have, I have quotes all around my room. Quotes are my favorite thing, and one of them is collect moments, not things. And I think that goes hand in hand. Like if you are going to invest in yourself, spend that money in experiences, spend that money in things that you love in working on what you love and that it will give you the greatest satisfaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. I love that too. Mm -hmm. Anyone else have any questions? I saw someone up here asked, what is your favorite basketball team? uh okay yeah sweet um so college is duke university so okay. in north carolina duke basketball i'm a big duke basketball guy um been watching them since i was I <laughs> yeah <laughs> since i was young um that's just been the thing um and yeah uh and then obviously i like the nba as well i'm not as big as an of an nba fan but i tend to like lebron so i kind of follow where he goes but you know, it's just a good basketball Pretty player. Pretty basic answer, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Duke basketball, no, that, that's unconditional right there. That's fair. Very, 
close to home, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Casey Ann, you say you have a question? Let's see, let's see what you got, Casey. Yeah, let's see. I don't want to cut her off. <laughs> yeah. She's typing a she's typing a book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where do Caleb live, like state or what you're comfortable with sharing? Oh, like what state live? do I live in? I yeah, guess. There we go. <laughs> North North Carolina. I can tell you that. I yeah, I feel comfortable that you can't find me. There's a lot of people in North Carolina, so <laughs> if you're trying to yeah, I'm just kidding. It's big no. enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get a doorbell. I the doorbell rings at like three AM tonight. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Dang it. No, but uh yeah, so Destiny, you yeah. also have a question. And what's your favorite song you've written? Well, that is coming out next Friday, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> song I've written, the best song I've ever written, I think, is uh, next Friday for you guys. Oh, there's a few questions in the question <clears throat> box. I don't know why I didn't get a notification. All right. Um, what advice do you have for upcoming singers? That's a good one. Um, yeah, so my best advice, it depends on your goals, but if you're just trying to be discovered and really reach as many people as you can with your music, um, I think it goes into a marketing aspect. Um, obviously, work on your craft, number one, work. Like, literally, like, so many singers are like, okay, I'm good, I'm really good at singing, or I'm really good at writing, and they will just, like, that's it, they'll stop at that. You know, they'll just write songs, basically. But, like, do things that try to make you better, number one. Like, it's like everything in life. Like, I never looked at it like that. I always looked at it as like, oh, you either have a good voice or, an, or a bad one. That's it. Or you can either write or you can't. Like, that's how life is with that type of stuff. The only things I looked at, like, you can get better is, like, sports, that kind of thing. But the moment I started looking at music as how I did with basketball was, okay, if I get in the gym for a month, I'm going to be better at basketball. If I get in the studio for a month, I'm going to be better at music. So I started looking at life like that and – actually working and you know i don't have the best voice by any means but it's gotten better as i work it gets better every day so like for me i'm like seeing that progression and make yourself a better artist by actually putting in the time and the other thing i would say is um post everything like if you write two two verses or just a verse you're like ah you know it might be good or like, just post it because like no one's gonna no one it's, it's basically like you're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. So, you know, might as well take them. So yeah, it's just it's like, already written, it. might as well post it. You're right. Exactly. Like, why'd you write it if you're not willing to share it, you know? So like share it and just put it out there. And, and obviously as your audience grows, you're going to want to keep that content, like better, get it better and better. And it will, it just, that's how life works. As you get better, it's going to get continue to get better as far as the content goes. So yeah, just don't be afraid to post it and be who you are and just be who you are and just, yeah. That is a great answer. All right, I'll give you one more question from the question box. It's how long does it take for you to write a song? Oh man, Not that is completely <laughs> like on the spectrum of here or here. Like it's, <laughs> I've had a song that has taken me, well, I guess, okay, we can go with just writing it. Cause some like, like best part of me took like, two, three weeks, and then I've had the song take a day, and I've had a song take three months to be, like, completely finished. Right. So it's all over the place. But as far as sitting down and writing uh, – wait, what was the question one more time? Sorry. <laughs> How long does it take for you? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So normally with writing the song and finishing it out, it normally takes me two, three days. Um, and sometimes less. Like, impressive. best part – yeah, best part of me was written in about an hour and a half fully through once it hits, it so hits. what's that once it hits it hits like that once that inspiration is there yeah it's yeah flowing. and many times i'll be writing and be like if i get up right now and walk away and try to come back and write it it's not gonna be the, not gonna be as good as if i just finish this out because my inspiration's rolling i'm in the mindset of it that's yeah that's the big thing so yeah um probably i mean it just really varies but depends on your inspiration and the time Right. All right. So we're going to close up the questions now. Today, we talked a little bit about Caleb's career in general, his business tactics and how to stay true to yourself and how to stay confident in the business and how my 20% came on. <laughs>
how he goes about writing music and all the above. So if you would like to watch the rest of that, that is going to be in part one, also saved on my page. This is the fifth episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV. There you can find new episodes every week. There will be guests and we'll be discussing topics such as confidence and self-love journeys and how to become the best version of yourself. And remember to please donate to Children's Miracle Network Hospital, Barbara Bush Children's Hospital in Portland, Maine. My Venmo is at sheismad, the same as my Instagram. And any donations make a difference. If you Venmo me, please put the transaction caption as CMNH. And if you do donate, I will be posting these on my story as a little bit of a thank you. And... Caleb, as we wrap this up, do you have any last piece of advice, anything that you want to leave with tonight? Yeah, I would just say, um, number one, thanks for having me on. I'm honored. Um, love doing Thank stuff like so this. Thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we worked through them. Part <laughs> one, part two now. Um, but yeah, I am super excited to be on this, and I really appreciate it. And I would just say, anyone who was listening, uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for all the support. And go live your go live your life. Go live your dream. Do what you want because no one's holding you back. We live in a world that you can literally do whatever you want. So um, don't let anyone stop you. Um, keep DMing me whenever you want to show me anything because I try my best to respond. So thank you for all the support, guys. Seriously. Awesome. All right. We're going to wrap this up with the catchphrase. Are you ready, Caleb? It's, I'll repeat it for you so that you got it. <laughs> all right. Got you. But it's you got it, go get it. It's time to shake your beauty. Got it. Okay. You got All it. Right. You, wait, you go. got it, you get it. You got it. <laughs> go get it. It's time to shake your beauty. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ready? You got you it. You got it. Go, go get, get it. it. It's time, it's to, time shake to shake your beauty. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, right. Caleb, for joining. And we'll see you next week on She is Talking. Appreciate it, guys. Peace out.